Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. It's our favorite time of year, which means spooky reboots aplenty. I have a reboot of our witches episode for you all, originally aired last year, October 9th, 2019. It's a fun episode. It's definitely one of my favorite Halloween-related episodes that we've done. Also, if you were around last year, you know we did a special limited edition Art Witch merchandise line, and we are bringing back the hoodies, the Art Witch hoodies from that line, because people loved them. So those are currently available on our website, arthistorybabes.com. Go check that out, as well as our special edition groovy yellow merch that we created in tandem with our recent episode on the color yellow. So check that out, arthistorybabes.com slash merchandise. It's a great way to support us and get something fun in the process. Something else that's fun is our book that we released, The Honest Art Dictionary. If you haven't checked it out yet, please do so. We'll have a link for you in the description. We worked really hard on it. We're really proud of it and just very grateful and excited by the reception we've been getting for it. There's also going to be some content surrounding the book that's going to come out soon as well. So check that out and yeah, enjoy this festive Halloween autumn season episode all about witches in art history. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Corey. I'm Natalie. I'm Jen. I'm Ginny. And we are the Art History Babes. Together again. All in the same room. Never to be separated <laughs> ever again. Wow. Corey. Jen, Jen's going to kidnap me. <laughs> Corey's not allowed to leave. You're going to put me in one of those many closets you were talking about. I got a lot of closets. <laughs> a lot of closets. Yes, all four of us are together in the same room. And every time we talk about it, I get emotional. <laughs> yeah. It's been a minute. It's really cute. Corey keeps doing this thing where um she'll just smile wider and wider and her eyes start to close more and more because there's little tears coming out the sides <laughs> she's so happy because yeah the last time we all recorded together was in la in, and, january. in january and that wasn't even like our normal right. like we did that on stage which was amazing but crazy like yeah. it has been a long time since we were together in a room right and i, I was, think it was yeah. this time last year it was that 
at Halloween weekend at my place. Oh my God. Yeah. So if you haven't seen that vlog, <laughs> go watch it because it was so cute. We had so much fun and we carved pumpkins. We went to a haunted like hike yeah, or some sort of that was scary. That, that was, was so scary. scary. <laughs> I ran so fast. I did too. I, and My I ran, <laughs> I ran so far away. <laughs> I was scared. So that was really it fun. It was just such a cute, fun time. And we watched The Witch together. Oh my that God. That was my first time ever watching it. Oh, that's such right. a good movie. I, I literally needed Natalie to watch that movie so that she would understand why that Lucille Bluth meme, good for her, <laughs> um, was so iconic. Truly. No, that was great though. Like it was just such a good weekend of content creation and fun Halloween activities and friendship and then yeah i moved after that oh. and now here we are and we're all in jenny's room and it feels like the old days oh. <laughs> i just love it so much oh man jenny has a beautiful room and <laughs> right outside her window are the lights of san francisco oh painting a picture i love it i just i'm looking at it right now yeah, and it's just the, so nice you yeah, get a beautiful the, view of the freeway yeah i was um, gonna say it's you know the san francisco port cranes. and then uh the fucking freeway. <laughs> you know that the one. And uh, there's freeway. the water, and you can see the lights of the cargo ships. I really lovely. I really do love your view. I'm not even being no, sarcastic. It it's amazing. Yeah. I have a thing for cargo ships. They are very too. interesting. To they're me. fascinating. They're so big, and they're just there's every time I see one, I'm like excited wow. about it. Yeah. I know. They wow, like look wear, at all that cargo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder what's exactly. in there. Imagine and all then those I containers. Think about all that cargo, like going across the ocean. <laughs> Like, it's traveled so far so much and then <laughs> someone looks at Corey, and she's just glazed over <laughs> eyes like somewhere else and they're like are you okay she's like sorry i'm just thinking about cargo yeah. <laughs> the, the journey the yeah. journey it must go on right oh, man. Mm, late capitalism <laughs> It's beautiful. You're right. You're right about that. Tragic way. You know what? There's beauty in tragedy. Yeah. Totally. 100%. Yeah. There's beauty in capitalism. <laughs> I see it. It's there. You gotta see it. You gotta look at it. You gotta see it. Yeah. You'd really do. That's so, so true. Oh my gosh. You know, Tell us. speaking of our last spooky times together, together as one, <laughs> we watched the witch with natalie for the first time i think that we had all seen it like three yeah. or four times yeah. Yeah. if you're listening about it on every episode i know i think we're this is probably like episode 25 yeah. that we've talked no, about so this movie. i i just did this as a good plug because brian and i are doing a Corey and brian spooky corner series this month where we talk about Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Is that okay? laughs> you do? I turned my mic off and I was like, it's fine, no one's in here. <laughs> Get it all out of your head. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm blowing my nose. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. Wait, hold on. Since I'm sure a lot of that's going to get cut out. You don't um, know. Yeah, you're, you really it don't might, know. You know what? You're right. I don't know. But um, editing is an art. Or use what we get. <laughs> no, I was just saying that me and Brian are doing a spooky corner series for our spooky season content <laughs> we're doing four episodes where we break down like a spooky creature like mm. banshees Ooh, wendigos yeah. zombies what the fuck are wendigos gotta listen to the it's a native american mm -hmm. beast mm -hmm. who oh. eats 
flesh. Yep, it's it's a cannibal. I learned a lot about the yeah. Wendigo. I'm sure. Um, so we're breaking it down from an art historical and film perspective. Very cool. Um, this had a connection to what we were talking about before, though, and now I lost it. Um, what? We were talking about the Spooky craft. time, spooky content. Oh, no, uh, it was before that. There mm, was like a very clear connection. Ooh. We were talking about the witch. And how we made Natalie watch it and how and, we've talked about it a bunch. And it's been on 25 episode. episodes. Oh, yes. Okay, there it is. Okay. So, yeah, we, we've we been working on that. And in our first episode of it, he even brings up to me, he's like, have you seen The Witch? Oh, how dare and you. And I was like, have <laughs> I seen The Witch? How dare you. <laughs> like, we only talk about it every other episode. Like, I quote Black Phillip at least three times a month. Oh my god! I have my Black Phillip T-shirt. Yes, and you I'm do. Not wearing it right now. What is the quote on it again? I probably is it, go, forgot all your witchy you, stuff. No, oh, I it's have here? it. Oh yeah. Oh. Put, your, put your mic down. It. Turn your mic. Like hey, should, turn your mic off. Go do. Go yeah. change. Okay, I'm gonna go change real quick into my Black Phillip T-shirt. Yeah. You guys keep bantering. I'll okay. be right. Back. We could lie to you guys right now and tell you that she's wearing her Black Phillip shirt. But no, she's wearing a great shirt with an alien on it that's smoking a cigarette. So and we're it, gonna... the, the alien is asking, but is it art? It's a great shirt. It's such a good yes. shirt, but she's going to go put on a better shirt. So anyway, in the meantime, I think that it would be prudent to <laughs> to tell everyone... Prudent. <laughs> Since we're all comfortable in speaking naturally. <laughs> okay. You know what? <laughs> I, I quit. <laughs> I'm quitting. Prudent. Because <laughs> you made fun of me for saying prudent. <laughs> what's prudent carry oh. on tell us what's prudent i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this episode's like already going off the rails wine is out of my dresser it's mine. all right <laughs> it's not abandoned it's just taking a break it's uh, all coming back to the me. craft movie uh, quotes what are the some what are some of the things that they i wish say? i had a spell book Ugh. Did you guys do any spells for the full moon? No, I was in Austin, and like I was trying to tell everyone, like, let's do a seance. Block Live deliciously. It. That's what it was. I was like, what? is it, I does love thou that shirt. like the taste of butter, or live deliciously? Does thou like the taste of butter? It's like, yes, thou does like the taste of butter, bitch. <laughs> Okay, I'm back. I have my Black Phillip Live Deliciously tea Good. on because it is very on brand for what we are talking about Truly. today. Which is... <laughs> witches. 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 We're talking about witches. I know. Witches, witches. Get out of here. We're talking about witches. <laughs> I mean, you know, you guys knew it was coming. You knew we were going to talk about this. Basically, we're pretty obsessed with witches and what they represent and also how hot they are and um you know also just magic and spells and it's cool all uh, of it is nature and <laughs> lady power lady Ooh. power harnessing I'm so sorry that was bless. such a loud sneeze blesses thank you uh goddess bless thank you and yeah and just you know yeah harnessing our innate power and, uh, you know, doing cool <laughs> shit with it. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's all about. Um, we did. It felt like you were talking about, like, sports. <laughs> we're harnessing our power. And, uh, you know, there's no I 
in the <laughs> word team. There's no I in witches. Wait, there is. There is. There is an I in witches. Um, it's actually a very personal <laughs> thing. But there is a W and an E, but they're separated by letters. <laughs> by yeah. Other letters. But they're there. There's no I in coven. Ooh. Oh, boy, that's pretty good. Next shirt. Yep. Shirt, <laughs> shirt idea. <laughs> Oh, oh right merch. we've got some new merch we have merch that's very applicable to this yes. content very relevant we have a whole line of like witchy witchy merch art witch merch including throw pillows and phone cases based on a work we're going to talk about in this episode by yes. albrecht durer as well as just some dope like hoodies and t-shirts and things um, please yoko quote like just cool shit so you should yoko head. she's still in our coven oh yeah she is the she is the witchy mother for sure um, mama so head to arthistorybabes.com slash merchandise and get yours today because i'm i'm really proud of this line like this one this one was fun this one i feel real real good about so check it out mm-hmm. i'm proud of you thank you <laughs> I appreciate I, it. I really am. No, I, I, I am too. It. It's Thanks, hard to guys. tell your friend that you're proud of them because it just sounds silly, but like, I'm really proud of you. <laughs> Thank you, babe. <laughs> I feel like we're collectively pretty good about that. Where we're like, hey, I'm proud of you. I'm like, hey, I'm proud of you too. It's Lots like, yeah. of words of affirmation. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good for you. Affirming. That's a love language. We highly recommend. Girls. Witches. 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 Where do I we think we should begin? start with a group invocation or setting the tone so i I found a really good one it's from the movie the craft which Mm. as everyone a witch haha (laughs) as everybody (laughs) listening knows we fucking killed it a couple years ago when we (laughs) did the craft for halloween you just wait i mean to see what we're gonna come up with this year it's gonna be so good so keep an eye on our social media yeah, we just determined this year's group Halloween costume. Like, and yeah, then, 25 minutes like ago. Like 25 minutes ago, and it's solid. It's, it's going to be good. so good. I'm pointing in the air right now, yeah. which means it's going to be really good. That's what but that means. But if, you if, you, if you're newer to the art history babes world and you missed when we were the craft two years ago and absolutely fucking killed it. That was 2016. Three years ago. Yeah. Three years ago. Yeah, 2016. I remember. Um, we no, had it was 2017. 2017. 2017. Because oh, remember Ranja's costume? Yep. <laughs> Wait, no. no, no, it wasn't. It, wasn't. it was 2016 because we graduated, we graduated in June 2017. of 2017. You're right? Yeah. It was 2016. It was 2016. 2016. So go all the way back <laughs> to 2016. Was just ahead. Well, it yeah. was like elections. It was elections. Yeah. Pre-elections. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we were suffering. Yeah. So no, it was, um, it was yeah, it was right before the election. Right, yeah, before, the right election. before the election, uh, we were thriving though. We were suffering and thriving, and we came up with one of the best <laughs> um, costumes. I mean, you that, just summed up my life, right? <laughs> Suffer, thrive. Suffer, mm. thrive. Yeah, and so if you haven't seen how great we looked on that night, go check it out. On I'm going to repost media. it on the Instagram very please soon. Please do. And Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, please do, and look forward to how dope we're going to look for our next Halloween costumes because we love a good halloween costume here at the art history babes that is that has been established like, right and tag us i mean we're not doing a giveaway this year because we no, just have like so much there's shit too going much on. going on yeah we just it's actually insane but still tag us in your costumes like we love yeah. seeing those we just want to see it yeah tag us in your costumes for sure but invocation time all right now is the time this is the hour 
ours is the magic ours is the power now is the time this is the hour ours is the magic ours is the power yeah we all just started floating yeah we just float out of there we're floating right now above my bed no, we're going to wake up. There's going to be like a sh- shark on your floor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <A> dead shark. <laughs> Why? It's actually the Damien Hurst uh, tiger shark. <laughs> oh, yes. he's in the formaldehyde. I wish. Oh, my God. I wish. That, um, would, that would be incredible. All yeah. right, ladies. Well, that set the tone. That Let's get great. started and talk about some goddamn witches. Yeah, let's Love them. do it. Let's do it. So. There is so much to talk about. I oh, think we're going to go in some really fun directions with this conversation. We have a lot of interesting art to look at. And as, yeah, if you've been following us for a while, you may know we're really into witchy stuff here. So we just have a lot of thoughts and feelings as per usual. Absolutely. But I think a good place to start to kind of get the conversation rolling is to talk about something that it may feel... To some people, very obvious, and to other people, not obvious at all. I feel like it's one of those things that when you bring it up, people are always like, yeah, obviously, or they're like, whoa, you just blew my mind. Mm -hmm. It's like a one or the other kind of thing. And that's the connection between witches and feminism. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to untangle there. But, I mean, at absolute minimal, what you understand about witches is probably that at one point in time witchcraft was something that was persecuted you may have heard of the salem witch trials that's like something we collectively know we learned that in elementary school right but the concept of witches throughout time being persecuted is undeniably tied up in the idea of a woman with power is Mm -hmm. just inherently terrifying and damaging to the patriarchy and that's like a very both empowering and kind of, I guess, political approach to thinking about witches, you know? Um, Yeah, of course. So one way we can think about witches, quote unquote, throughout history is really an idea of a powerful, typically, I mean, like things are changing now in terms of witches and gender identity, but throughout history, it would be a woman. That would be identified as a witch. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and they they typically had power and knowledge in Mm -hmm. a way that didn't really align with the common, you know, belief system or faith. Right. And that created a lot of fear. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of misunderstanding of even what witchcraft is. Exactly. Yeah. Let's like just put down some defining characteristics. I know I'm I'm gesticulating with my finger a lot <laughs> She's today. She's gesticulating yeah. wildly. <laughs> I'm a witch. Uh, <laughs> so uh, witches, typically a woman perhaps of childbearing or having maybe began to pass childbearing years and maybe unmarried, no mm-hmm. children. So unmarried, no children. We still shit our pants about women who are unmarried uh, with no children. Um, So basically all of us would start to have some eyeballs on us about. Right about now. Right about now. (laughs) A couple hundred years ago, people would be like, "Mm, what are you doing? And so women who aren't 
fitting into the role that society has deemed that they should be in. Women who are independent. Women who have knowledge of, say, medicine. Herbalism. Mm -hmm. Like herbalism. Perhaps any sort of arcane knowledge of a woman who is aware of the seasons and and things. And and, the moon cycles. Moon cycles. The earth. That is... A woman aware of the earth is <laughs> yes, a witch. That's danger. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure, though. So yeah. there's already a lot of suspicion around women who are not in the immediate control of a male figure. Yeah. Puts you under the radar. Definitely. I think, too, because there were men accused of being witches in both the Salem witch trials as well as witch trials throughout Europe. And I think like a lot of what kind of grouped those in with more of the majority of women accused of witchcraft too was like just being an outsider in one way or another. Mm -hmm. Whether that was like you were a little bit different in whatever way, like maybe you were kind of a hermit or like you talked to yourself a little bit too much. It was a way to kind of target and make sense of people that were different or outside of like the ordinary boundaries of society at that time. Mm -hmm. It's like the scary thing with law where it can be so important for laws to change because they can be used to manipulate minorities in different ways and we still see that today and have in the past that we've been dealing with like civil rights but you saw it back then with like a woman could do none of the things we just described and just disobey a man or do something and be labeled that like the umbrella was so wide that it really just anyone who didn't fit into the patriarchal society and just doing anything outside of what a man would tell you could put you potentially at risk. Someone with power. Yeah, Yeah. it became a way to flag somebody in specifically, you know, it's strange, but I did a little bit of research. The Spanish Inquisition, strangely enough, were very skeptical about witches and didn't really worry that much about witches it seems that the protestants were way more freaked out about witches puritan uh protestant oh oh, they were like very very afraid and you could literally just be a pubescent girl who (laughs) maybe just disobeyed a couple Mm -hmm. of times and someone could label you a witch and you would either shape up or ship out yeah, because yeah, I mean, yeah, really, the puritanical religion is just defined by <laughs> following absurd amounts of rules. Mm-hmm. Repression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of repression. Just we've talked about this on the show before, but just what a fucking weird time to live. Like puritanical New England was. Yeah, just exactly a lot of repression and. I mean, if you want to think of Catholicism as dogmatic, it, you know, I think took everything to another level to where really what that equates to is if you were being like creative with your life in any ways, because creativity is something that's outside of the norm. So if you were living independently or creatively in any way, like you could be seen as a way. Right. And so that's something that surprised me because obviously if you study a little bit of history and you learn about the Spanish Inquisition, you're thinking to yourself, holy shit, these people were so hardcore. They were torturing everybody. 
you only had to be suspected of being a heretic and you're already being mm-hmm. tortured. But the Puritans deemed the, the Catholic Church as being too decadent. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that just gives you a little bit of background on what the Puritans were rebelling against yeah. and therefore something like an uncontrolled woman huh. was horrifying and scary and needed to be contained. Mm-hmm. So immediately witches are deemed as outside of the control of the general patriarchal society. Mm-hmm. Which ultimately, you know, makes them a revolutionary figure. There's this really good article from The Guardian called Are Witches the Ultimate Feminists? Mm. And it's actually about this book that I really want to read called Witches, Sluts, Feminists, Conjuring the Sex Positive. Ooh, I want to read that too. Yeah. And it is by Kristen J. Soleil. Seems absolutely amazing. And it came out in, in 2017 right after Trump was elected. So it, it brings it into the political and, and there's like a whole chapter on like Hillary Clinton and, and the use of witchifying or and or bitchifying a powerful woman. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Witchifying or bitchifying? Yes. Perfect. <laughs> yes. But it's a whole, I mean, it's a historical timeline basically of how witches or people deemed to be witches were typically sexually liberated that Mm -hmm. was very common so there was like this intersection of witches and like prostitutes which is something we're going to talk about in art a little bit more so a woman who's sexually liberated in some way or yes a woman who is is powerful midwives oh yes like witches so fucked up yeah, i know literally just trying to help other women not die right? yeah during childbirth right which and up until like i don't know 50 years ago was still a humongous factor in premature deaths for women i mean and what were we just saying the united states it, is still woefully behind yeah the united um, the, the rate in the united states is not awesome for sure right mortality rates for childbirth in the united states are still woefully behind in comparison to other developed nations mm-hmm. higher than you would imagine yeah but the idea of women on their own sharing knowledge like that in itself is a threat patriarchal rule so mm-hmm. so yeah i mean there's fundamental connection between witches and feminism yes. like and and if you wanted to look for examples throughout history of feminism before feminism was a thing you're gonna look to groups of people that were probably considered witches mm-hmm. or groups of people who were otherwise marginalized like sex workers yeah. and yeah. Um, those yeah. kinds of populations so it's an important lens to think of the witch through and I, it also connects perfectly to why witchcraft has had such a resurgence the sad truth is that feminism only exists because women were oppressed i mean we wouldn't need feminism if it weren't for the oppression of women so witchcraft was just such a or not witchcraft the witch Witch trials trials, and persecution of witches was such a big part of the oppression of women and the history of the oppression of women so 
Yeah, they're wed. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they exist together. Should we maybe take a break and then come back and dive into some art? Yeah, I think that's Let's wise. I gotta <laughs> blow my nose again. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Corey, as you know, because I am also the host of the podcast that you're listening to at the moment. And I'm Brian, which you'll remember me from the Spooky Corner series that we did. I have been tucked away under the cupboard all this time, and uh, we are permanently getting me out of the cupboard into a new home, (laughs) which is the Happy Harvest Horror Show. Yeah, new podcast. Brian and I are taking our love for all things spooky full time and we started another podcast called happy harvest horror show about all things spooky culture monsters demons pumpkins ghosts everything halloween adjacent yes halloween and halloween adjacent that's our whole vibe i mean it's that time of the year so if you're looking for something new to listen to that's kind of spooky and you like this podcast that you're listening to at the moment then check out happy harvest horror show we'll have a link in the show notes for you i hope you'll join us and have a spooky fun time Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. <laughs> hey. <laughs> We've returned. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that commercial break. Hopefully it wasn't from Geico. Apparently we've been having a lot of Geico commercials Geico? <laughs> Are they sponsoring us? I mean, we've just had a, inadvertently, I guess. Yeah, a lot of Geico commercials and so yeah. I'm, I'm hoping you're getting a mix hoping yeah it's hopefully not you Geico. heard our voices at some point in there yes. <laughs> have we started doing the dick pic or <laughs> <laughs> what i think not <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about oh, but... the geico lizard gecko is that <laughs> what you're talking about <laughs> everyone just stop talking for a second so i can start over no <laughs> no that's staying in that was stupid i meant to say <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say dick pill commercials. <laughs> you know the ones I'm talking about? It's like, I'm not going to give them free advertising. There's yeah, just forget Every them. podcast that I've been listening to no, has been refused. advertising dick pills. <laughs> and I've been like, okay. That's not really on brand for us. Yeah, it's yeah. not really our demographic. 
<laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I hope that everyone out there is living a healthy sex life. But anyway, I'm just going to stop talking and hand it over to Corey, who talked better than me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're talking about witches and... Yeah, it's spooky season. We're doing spooky things. We've been talking about doing an episode on witches mm. since the beginning. Of yeah. Time. Like, this has been literally like <laughs> a long time coming. And we thought it'd just be fun to take you on a little tour of some witches and art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> witches and art. Come Wait. along, friends. <laughs> Let's go. I don't know why I'm talking like that. I'm sorry. It's fine. Keep it coming. <laughs> Oh, you're like a like a San Diego beach bum. Like San Diego beach bums love witchcraft too, you know? You're getting more southern by the moment. Oh damn it. Um so yeah. <laughs> we're b- That's fine too. Sorry, no offense. No offense to southerners. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna start because I just got the oldest shit and we're mm-hmm. trying to be chronological for you all, so here we go. I guess we'll just kind of start at uh, ancient art mm-hmm. with a quick little mention of our girl Hecate. Yes, thank you. I've <laughs> always wanted to know how to pronounce that. Is that right? That's right. I think it... I, I believe I, so. I think it... I've, I could be wrong. That's but be- the majority of how I've heard it. It's I'm like going Hecate with, or like Hecate, but like Hecate sounds more like... Hecate. Ooh. Just like a, like Ooh. a curse on the wind. Yeah. I like that. And she was the Greek goddess of magic, mm-hmm. witchcraft, mm-hmm. the night, mm. moon, mm-hmm. and necromancy. Moon. So basically, our friend. <laughs> friend of the art history, babes. She's probably the Greek goddess looking over us as we record right I now. I think so. Aww. Hecate. What's um, up, girl? Probably our whole business. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> For real. She's For been real. here all along. Yeah, she's she's the spirit. She's the spirit behind it. So, yeah. And I mean, you you can find her in, in various examples. It's pretty common to see statues of Hecate, Greek, mm-hmm. ancient Greek statues of Hecate. But yeah, she was she was paired with like Demeter and mm-hmm. Persephone because mm-hmm. she was like kind of part of that underworldy gang, mm-hmm. which is dope. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love those bitches. Right. Same. Right. And yeah, so a lot of witches and a lot of witchcraft practice will go all the way back to the ancient Greek origins. And yep. well, you know, like make offerings to Hecate and like mm-hmm. be, be making that connection with that, that Greek goddess energy. So that's really all I had on her, but I felt like I needed to give her a shout out. Oh, no, I sure. think that's great. I'm glad that you did that because mm-hmm. I would not have started there. <laughs> <laughs> but you're so right. You're so right. And then I'm going to jump forward quite a bit for you all. And, and Let's do it. Why not? Is- you know what? This is our podcast and we make the fucking rules. So it's you know? our show. So, sorry. So we're starting. <laughs> sorry. Uh, we're starting here. So let's start with Albrecht Durer's Four Witches. Yes. Um, this has been the print that's part of our current limited edition merch. Yes. Um, it's also ju- a print I've fucking loved forever. It's, oh man. It's so good. And if we didn't already have an amazing costume, and if we were cool with just being naked, this would be a great costume. Yeah. <laughs> right. And for like, the four of us. And <laughs> my, we have 
but definitely looks like that chick in the front here (laughs) there's a lot of undulations going on these are rubenesque (laughs) women as some might say um powerful yeah so so this is this is also known as born naked women or the four sorceresses it is an engraving from 1497 and you have yeah these four rubenesque Mm-hmm. witchy ladies and they're in a circle they're cl- clearly doing some kind of a ritual gathering yeah some oh, kind yeah. of a dance is occurring oh here. Yeah. yeah oh yeah and at their feet there's a skull and if you look if you look in the left hand portal down here there is a a small horned demon mm. that is engulfed in flames what? yeah What's he doing? Right. So there is some kind of overt. These is witches. Like there is some spooky shit going on here. To be fair, a lot of Durer. I mean, we did a whole episode on Durer. So you can always jump back to that. But like Durer himself, as well as a lot of his work, was very enigmatic. And has been like subject of... A lot of, you know, art history mysteries. Oh, definitely. What was he doing here? What was he thinking? Yeah. And this is one of those examples for sure. You have, yeah, you have all four women. There's definitely an eroticism. Oh, yeah. At this time was very common in the understanding of witches and the depictions of witches. They were oftentimes kind of interchangeable or like wrapped up in depictions of prostitutes. Mm -hmm. They kind of like Mm -hmm. use those interchangeably. And there was just like, yeah, there was like an overt sexualization Mm -hmm. of witches and practicing witches and and that was i you know the intent of that was trying to make witchcraft more devious i think because sexuality was also devious female sexuality was devious so yeah i mean it's it's just such it's such a good image it's such an interesting artwork from this time period Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i love it it seems like dirt had a preoccupation with the image of the witch too like he features the witch in many different engravings of this time and i would say that the four witches or the four sorceresses or the four naked women whatever you want to call them (laughs) um are definitely overtly sexual Mm -hmm. like he is absolutely looking at four women that i think he would probably consider conventionally sensual and they definitely have like a power when you're looking at the woman in the foreground or at least the figure closest to us you only see her from behind she looks like an mma fighter those (laughs) legs are sculpted um i'm jealous yeah no the curvature the muscular these are some powerful ladies, mm-hmm. for sure. Some mm-hmm. sensual, powerful ladies. Yeah. Which is why they'd be a dope-ass Halloween costume. But it's yeah, taking- we'd have to be going to, like, a, a very open-minded Halloween party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Honestly, if I can't show up butt-naked to your Halloween party, then don't invite me. Right. <laughs> like, I don't even need to be thumb. there. This honestly. is why no one invites me to their Halloween parties. Someday, ladies. Someday. <laughs> we're going to get to the point of not giving a fuck that we're all going to we're going to do a group costume yeah. where we're all naked witches like sure. that will happen someday sure. we're just yeah. not quite there yet 
We have time. We have time. <laughs> and we have a really good costume in the meantime. Yeah. So. Oh, God, our costume's going to be really good this year, you guys. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. And we've been trying so hard to figure out our costume, and all we need to do is get in the same room yep. together, and it just happened. That's all it took. It just happened. Just uh, like that. It's going to be great. My um, favorite part about Deer's Four Witches is the little globe at the oh, top. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. We mustn't let this detail go. Um, <laughs> I'm saying a lot of really proper sounding English tonight. I don't know what's going on with me. We're talking about witches. I think it's because we're talking about witches. Yeah, I feel like I'm old English. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about the globe. So if you look closely at the little globe at the top, it has two inscriptions. So the year 1497, which was the year that he engraved this plate, but then also the letters O-G-H. So it's sort of up for interpretation. Some think that it might stand for Odium Generis Umani. Odium meaning disgust Mm -hmm. or ambush and then against the human race. Mm. Or it could stand for Olgat Hute. Hute. (laughs) (laughs) Which means, oh God forbid. (laughs) I like that one. I like that one too. Or it could stand for Ordo Graciarum Horarumque. Oh my god. If a demon appears in this room, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for that to happen. But that means Order of the Graces and Hours. I don't think it's that one. I don't think that's it. Seems like a stretch. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, oh, man. Deer really loved his witches. So one of my main sources for the information I'm talking about came from this really great article called Autonomy as Deviance, 16th Century Images of Witches and Prostitutes. Oh. Right. By Laura Weigert. And it essentially examines... These images, so images of witches by Durer, as well as images of witches by Hans Baldung Green, they were very closely connected. They were mm-hmm. bros. They, yeah. Got it. The two of them were bros, and they both had fixation on witches. Sure. Because um, they're sexy ladies. Right. And so Weigert, in this really great paper, examines these images, but she really focuses on how there is this overt sexuality and then how also both Durer and Hans Baldung Green were very concerned with images of women in brothels or bathhouses and like they were they're basically just very concerned with sexy women mm-hmm. and so that obviously at the time included the sexy witches mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so one of the first images I have is this image of Johann Geiler von Kaiserberg's Sermon Against Witches. (gasps) (laughs) And it is a woodblock print by the workshop of Hans Baldung Green. So that could be him or anyone who was involved in his workshop. He was making other people do that. He was was making other people do it. So we have a whole workshop of people that are uh, making these prints about witches, basically. And this print is really interesting Because one thing that Weigert points out is that you have this image of a man who lost his pants. Hmm. 
and <laughs> oh no <laughs> yes and in this context of this sermon against witches this man lost his pants at the hands of witches and that is of course representative of a usurping of male authority which is likewise tangled up with ideas of impotence and essentially witches stealing dicks uh, yes uh, <laughs> yes because uh, in classical witch lore mm. a witch would literally steal your cock yeah <laughs> or figuratively because it was believed that witches could make men impotent and just steal their fertility yes and so these ideas um because are not <laughs> blame women for the male body not being able to do something and also it just speaks so much to how men's idea of their own power is wrapped up in, in their penis in their penis everyone who's <laughs> a handmaid's tale fan right now is like screaming at their headphones yes because that's like the whole premise of the show is people stop being able to have kids and then mm-hmm. the yeah. super totalitarian government that's also like crazy religious decides that it's women's fault and obviously not all the men who are actually the ones who are infertile it's I mean, it's such a kind of playful way to depict that. Like, this guy lost his pants. and that- My pants. <laughs> like, the witch stole his pants, but there's... Better than his penis. <laughs> there's this deeper, deeper reading of it that's, that's like, oh, he lost a lot more than pants that day. You know? For real. These ideas of what witches could be capable yeah. of, uh-huh. I feel like there's a crucial text that mm-hmm. I just want to name drop because yeah. I'm obviously not going to crucial tech get man. into too much of it because it's pretty intense. But the the Malleus Maleficarum. Oh, yes, yes, Ooh. yes. Oh, boy. Yep. Oh, scary. Usually, <laughs> it's usually translated as the Hammer of Witches, which yep. is also a Cradle of Filth album for my metalheads out there. Oh, um, It's okay. kind of cringy, but I, Isn't it referenced in Sabrina? Probably. I think so. Yeah. It's the best known treatise on witchcraft. Who wrote that shit? Wasn't it like a prince or something? Oh, it was a Catholic clergyman by the name of Heinrich Kramer. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he had a personal bone to pick with witches. And I can uh, stand a bet that his dick don't work. His dick didn't work. And he (laughs) basically blamed every woman and wrote an entire book about why witches needed to be exterminated. So the entire book basically elevates sorcery to criminal status of heresy and actually prescribes the inquisitorial practices for the secular courts to punish witches with. So this is a very important book. So it's all his fault. It's kind of his fault. It really is his fault. It seems like everything was going pretty well until (laughs) old Heinrich Kramer came in in 1486 around the time that Albrecht Durer made Four Witches. Yeah, mm-hmm. that all that all lines up. That all makes a lot of sense. Ooh. Take a note of this very quick, though. So Kramer was actually discredited 
as a Catholic clergyman. They considered him senile and crazy. <laughs> both. <laughs> um, both. Yeah, he was expelled from the city of Innsbruck because of being senile and crazy. But he basically wrote the Malleus Maleficarum following his expulsion from Innsbruck due to charges of illegal behavior and uh, his obsession with sexual habits, especially against one woman, Helena Scheubaren. So I feel like this is your ultimate dragging a woman through the coals. Like we do it on social media now. Old Kramer just wrote a, a book that ended up becoming <gasps> oh, the like the the, the witch the, treatise. Yeah, the, yeah. the tome of like this is how we're going to prosecute women. And this book became so influential to later groups who would seek to prosecute yeah. uh, witches for yeah. heresy. Dude, just one spiteful just man. Just one spiteful right? man whose dick didn't work and all this was born. And, and here it's we true. Are. It was uh, later used during the royal courts. Not in, his dick, though, uh, right? During the Renaissance. <laughs> that's right. In that's the right. 16th and yeah. 17th that's, centuries. That's what I was saying. I don't remember his name, but I remember in some witch trial documentary that I've watched, which there have been many, there was a particular prince. He might have been British. I don't remember. But, like, he was on a ship to get married and they had a lot of bad weather and then somehow it got in his head that it was witches that did it to like prevent his marriage or something and then he just like picked that book up and like ran with it yeah yeah because i mean it's great when you can blame women for all your bad luck truly anything bad that happens in your life oh it was just these these women. Yeah. <laughs> Have you right. heard of women? Let me tell you why it's all their fault. Oh, did I say women? I meant witches. I meant witches. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Right. I mean, and so Kramer went so far as to explicitly ask the Pope, the Pope, the Pope, <laughs> if he could prosecute witchcraft, and he got a papal bull that told him, "Go ahead, my guy." And so he got full papal <laughs> approval to um, prosecute those that he deemed to be witches. If this was a drug history episode, that was- the image would have been like a stamp that said, like, go ahead, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I picture in the, like, reenactment. <laughs> this is how I talk to my students in college. Yeah, yeah. So, my guy. Oh, yeah. Drunk oh, history, man. man. I am going to get fired. One day. <laughs> We're gonna do a drunk history episode. Yeah, one day we're gonna do the putting whole that thing. out in the universe. We're gonna do like a YouTube like reenactment. We're gonna do an actual like drunk art history. Ooh, we can like have actor friends in yeah. it. Yeah, I have so many of them. That would I be was gonna dope. say I don't have any. <laughs> Me either. So Corey, you got to do the heavy lifting on that I one. I got you. <laughs> I got you guys. Yeah. No. One day that is going to happen. But you were talking about the Pope. <laughs> I was just yeah. So you know Kramer. He got Kramer. God, you know what's with Kramers? Dude, uh, they're always problematic <laughs> bastards anywhere they are. And through this papal bull, he kind of just got the the green light, and so the Malleus it recommended not only torture but also deception in order to get confessions. And it's like explicitly like you can trick people into confessing to things. Victims would be usually burned at the stake. And I mean, it's it's very ugly. It is absolutely abhorrent 
God, I'm good with the words today. I'm You're just, on I'm it. Proud of me. Proud of me. Anyways, that's that's pretty much all I have on on the Malleus. I mean, gosh, I think it could get a whole episode oh, in and of yeah, itself. Totally. But, um, Easily. So for those of you that are listening that want to pinpoint maybe around the time that witches really became officially state sanctioned to go after, you can mark it back to the Malleus Maleficarum. Yeah, definitely. That guy is the guy to blame for all of this. <laughs> Kramer! <laughs> so let's see. I talked about the the pants i talked yes. about the pants stealing <laughs> um okay this one's fun oh, god uh, so, this is wow right yeah. so this is an image by hans baldung green called three witches from 1514 it was that the three witches <laughs> that them <laughs> we just Ooh. heard a car peel out um or we heard witches or it was a banshee a witch car <laughs> kramer coming back <laughs> And this image is pen on red-brown tinted paper highlighted with white. It's a very and interesting composition, like, in terms of the material. It's, it's pornography. And, yeah. yeah, the bodies. It's crazy sexualized, like, super mm. fucking sexualized. The entire focus is on sexual stimulation yeah. here. This isn't like Durr's, which is where it's implied. It is about there's straight literally the center point of the whole drawing is Is a hand caressing a vagina yeah it's uh there's some there's some sexy stuff going on here there is some wild they're whipping their hair back and forth (laughs) (laughs) there's some wild sexy times going on here (laughs) this is such Um, a great it's just so great Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Get a tattoo of this for real. (laughs) Oh, just like the head peeking through. Yeah, just that <laughs> tattooed, right? Yeah. We got to zoom in on that and post it on our that that should be the thumbnail for the episode. Well, like, so we post all of our images on like links through Tumblr, and now Tumblr doesn't allow nudity. Oh. So I wonder if this one's gonna get by the bots <sighs> or not. not. Uh, oh, maybe it might. They say they allow art, so maybe. those are definitely drawn boobs. Yeah, right. They're you know, but we'll see if it gets by. It's the, art. The Tumblr this requirements. One's, this now. one's going to be pushing it. And then we have another Hans Baldung Green, The Witches from 1510. So this, I love this image. Like this image is really interesting, really fun to look at. There's a lot going on. But I looked up. <laughs> <laughs> the one in the center. So I looked up the oh. analysis. So this image is at the Met. It's housed at the Met. Oh and I looked God. up the analysis on the Met website. And it was super fucking vanilla. They literally, this fascinating image, this fascinating context scene. Mm-hmm. They really, they just talked about like chiaroscuro in the woodcut. Oh, like, get real. <laughs> it was the most boring analysis, you guys. Like Not the real. witch writing black philip in the front side right so i feel like i feel like we have to do a service for the people and we need to break this down ourselves (laughs) absolutely because this image is crazy it's so good it's so good we've got a witch in the air like riding black philip through the air sure is and for those who haven't seen the witch first of all that's a mistake (laughs) and second um black philip of all you're wrong (laughs) black philip was the name of the goat in the movie who was kind of like an avatar for satan yeah yeah Yeah. and And goats are commonly yes 
they're associated associated with, with the dev right because goats are <laughs> the dev the dev <laughs> is that what we're calling him the now? dev <laughs> <laughs> the dev oh man that's so good yeah um you know in representations of like associated with like demonic activity or just the devil in general the goat is associated the goat being a pretty stubborn animal they're not like sheep you can't really also like have you ever looked into the eyes of a goat scary yeah there's something it's got some connection to the underworld or there's something going on yeah to the underworld of fish they have fish eyes (laughs) there's like that's a hot take by an ad (laughs) (laughs) hot take no there's there's something going on there. Every time I've looked at a goat, I'm like, you know something I don't. Right. Like there. Dude, I love goats. So, in so. Many, so do I, man. In, in many representations of uh, this time, <laughs> I don't know why I keep doing this. This feels really good. I just keep it. Jen's just stretching. <laughs> I need to stretch. Um, <gasps> anyway. <laughs> uh, there's usually a, um, a, a woman is riding a goat and she's backwards on the goat <laughs> which is like pretty interesting there's another she's like holding a staff or something That's she's holding a she? cauldron she's cool. holding a cauldron and is stoking it somewhat into the flames <laughs> of, of whatever's coming out of this other That's a smoky witch and then see, there's behind, a witch at the top. there's another witch you can see her feet and her little face and um what else do we look at the here? really happy goat in the background of all the smoke Oh, yes. Oh, look at him. He's resplendent. There's a cat. There's just a cat's butt. Yeah, the cat is bottom. Like giving the cold shoulder. Yeah, as cats tend to right. do. Yeah, yeah. Most convincing um, part. What's that? How many goats are there? Two. I count um, two at goats. least two. Mm. Are there any and other? then there's a sinewy hag holding up a oh. platter. Oh yeah, and you know yeah, what? We got talking. She's like, she's like the focal point. Yeah, like, she's coming right out the center. Um, and she's, she's probably like, you know, the the older witch that's the inaugurating crown. these younger witches. Yeah, she's probably. I mean, she's probably yeah. objectively the scariest of the witches. Yeah, she in looks this like image. she's got about a hundred years on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's Her been friends. she's been doing the witch thing for a minute. She's got them long nipples. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nipple. Yeah. Yes, Every hundred years, they yes, grow <laughs> another five no, inches. No. Um, yeah, there, <laughs> and then these two women in the foreground that seem just relatively just amused at everything that's going on, and then they seem to be opening some kind of vessel, and out of this <laughs> vessel just juts out some sort of spewing of, I don't know, smoke, magic, magic. Yeah. magic. check out the hieroglyphs on the vessel, yeah, I, I know. What Those are interesting. Mean. And there's another old hag behind the principal old hag. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much going on here. There really it's, is. This is a wild image. It's it so much truly. fun oh to my look God, at. The principal. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the oh God. yet. I want a shirt that just says principal old hag. <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect. Oh, I love so it. So anyway, oh, man. I could just talk about this shit all day. It's a great image. Should we take a quick break and then come back to our next section? I think that would be wise. I think that's... (laughs) 
think that's perfect. I'm sorry I keep talking like this. I haven't recorded in a while. wise, resplendent. <laughs> We're going to include a key for like definitions of words Jen's using Here's in this Here's what Jen episode. was fucking talking about. <laughs> Do you want to know what I started doing? I reinstalled the GRE vocab no, app on my phone because I wanted to know Stop words. <laughs> and now I'm a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. We're taking right. a break. Now a break. Bye. Doing good, doing good. <laughs> we're back. We're back. We're back. Oh, we're still talking about witches. Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I don't want to stop talking about witches. We're never going to stop talking about no. witches. If you expect us to stop talking about witches, you should probably stop listening to this podcast. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> um, so I thought it would be fun to talk about some of my favorite witch paintings, which are... Ha, every time I say the word witch, I'm going to just think in my mind, ha... But I, I promise I won't keep making that joke because it's tired. <laughs> um, We're over it, Jen. I know. I uh, I know. Uh, Goya. <laughs> the Spanish artist Francisco Goya. Sometime around the early 1810s, he seemed to be having a rough time. Um, and he painted a series of works that have been referred to as the black paintings. And in these works that are generally characterized as being just real dark, yeah. hence the name, dark in palette, but also very dark in subject matter. Truly, Many of the themes explored by Goya end up being centered around witches and activities associated with witches, such as Sabbath gatherings, witches taking flight, etc. So there's a couple of paintings that just stand out among these that are very famous of them there are two witches sabbaths so there's the witches i'm sorry i got my dates wrong <gasps> oh i hate when i do this um <gasps> i said the early 1810s but actually we're looking at the late 1700s so late 18th century mm -hmm. the witches sabbath by Goya of 1789 is a pretty amazing work. So we see a coven of witches, we could call them, mm -hmm. um, underneath a dark midnight sky. There's a half moon up in the left hand corner, some bats. And in the middle, there is this sort of anthropomorphized goat. He is pretty humongous giant horns with a reef or what do you call that the the little the little guys around his horns uh, a laurel i don't know what image you're looking yeah, I don't at know what image you're this looking. one oh 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 yeah 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 a laurel wreath he's got a little laurel wreath 
around his <laughs> horns, <laughs> and he's kind of leading some sort of ceremony. Sure is. Impression. And he's surrounded by these women, and the women are presenting this goat man, um, perhaps Satan. Let's call him. Let's call him Phil Satan. Hip. Phil Hip. Phil <laughs> Philip. I'm gonna go with Satan might call on him this one. Black Philip. Some may call him Black Philip. He's being presented with these emaciated mm. babies. Um, yeah. And I, I actually more more precisely, he's being presented with babies. So there's a woman that he is touching her with his hoof, and this woman looks at him adoringly uh, with her newborn babe and then what you see then at the bottom is a different woman holding a emaciated child and then when you follow this line all the way to the right side of the painting there is a completely gaunt dead looking child at the feet of these women that are to the right Um, and so what we think we're seeing is a association with witches stealing unbaptized babes that are then to be offered to Satan to give him some sort of life force in exchange the women receive I don't know they usually receive youth youth maybe they can fly Mm, yeah Um, ideally they get all kinds of perks in the background very gruesomely there's this pole and from it hang three yeah. uh, babies that seem to have already been desiccated by this animal or satan whatever we want to call him so this the is dev. this is horrifying to phil hip dev. phil hip the dev <laughs> Sat- phil hip the dev satan 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 <laughs> Um, this is a horrifying painting. Yeah, it really um, is. It really it's is, but like, also beautiful. It's like now. it's like, beautiful. Look but at that face. Horrifying. Yeah. It's horrifying. And, but I mean, and but like, so like and so look at this gentle somehow. Face like, who brings the ba- the baby? Oh, is he touching her breast? I don't know what he's doing. Okay, but he's essentially being presented with these babies that are then being sucked of their life force and the women Mm -hmm. um they look at the dev adoringly yeah they they just look like husks um this painting has been associated as being maybe some sort of mockery of what goya believed to be extreme superstition Uh regarding witches so almost presenting the most grotesque image that he could conjure up of the fears of the people that are being exploited for political gains so um, being exploited by your fears of witches therefore you're going to support so and so bishop who says he's going to go after witches politics sounds familiar right but also it's just real weird and um this is just one of many paintings that goya made in this time that are pretty freaky we have the witch's flight is another one that is really fun i would say completed in 1798 and here is an image of it Mm -hmm. um so we see another group of witches and they're kind of flying through the air they seem to be floating and they seem to be 
sucking the blood or something out of this man. Yeah. yeah. That they have uh, sequestered. <laughs> sequestered? <laughs> the best one yet. <laughs> uh, it's like he's on a fucking jury. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, and uh, at the bottom of this painting. What's going on with our hats? They're, okay, so this here's looks the, like a Cirque du Soleil oh, performance. We were, okay. This would be a great Cirque, Cirque theme. <laughs> Let me. Like, I want to see. I want to see Cirque du Soleil meets Salem. <laughs> Let me like tell you about these Goyas. hats. Tell us about the hats, the hats, please. They were called Carozas. And these are hats that um, were meant to be worn by people who were accused of heresy. So you wear them in order to show that you are seeking penance from your sins. Right. And so a convicted heretic would be set before the Inquisition wearing these hats and usually you would be wearing a carroza and something called a San Benito, which is a garment that you wear over your shoulders, sort of like an apron. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the idea is to mark you as being someone who is penitent, but also to humiliate you because it really does look like your old school dunce hat that you would wear um, in the classroom sitting in the corner. Yeah, for real. So here you see these figures wearing these hats, but they are obviously not guilty of their sins or they don't appear to be because they have a figure here that they are sucking the life force out of and then below them there seems to be some sort of man or I don't know who this is but he's wearing a blanket over his head he's just like covers his head of a blanket and he's making this hand gesture that's supposed to ward off the evil eye um so he's just trying to get out of there just like oh god please don't look at me yeah and then finally there's a donkey on the right, right who just seems <laughs> yes. totally oblivious I and love the donkey um, the donkey is meant to represent ignorance ah, um, so there you go i see well i like the there's donkey. that other man too on the ground oh yeah he looks to like he's just horrified yeah and trying... looks like he's the next victim right honestly. Um, this is a there's very it, weird. intriguing scene there... like yeah this is this is weird. Also, they're, they're all so like color coordinated. Like all the witches' hats match their little like bloomer pants, and then they're not wearing tops. There's not enough time to go through all of them <laughs> because they're just so You're freaky. Right. Yeah. But I'm just gonna quickly talk about a couple more. Um, <laughs> there's not enough time, but I'm gonna talk about them. Look at this one. She has a basket full of babies, oh and they're my eating God, the I've babies. Never seen this one. They're eating Whoa. the babies and a basket of. Like baby parts. Loving the bats, though. Loving There's, the bats yeah, going the bats on. The, are solid. The bats and the owls. And yeah, it's look very at that freaky, bit. very nice dark. Nat and I saw an owl today in broad daylight. Dude. We were very confused. Satan. That's spooky. <laughs> That's the devil. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, Goya Damn. was going through a rough time look at this one look at this one it's <laughs> yeah that the, one's oh this one's so freaking the, the witch's kitchen there's a scary dog nope. man nope. in the <laughs> forefront i do not know what I that's hate. supposed it looks to like be. a dog I that hate. has to pee but he's also a man it's a man who has the face of a dog and then going out the chimney a goat riding <laughs> on a broom 
And yep. it's just very freaky. Uh, so um, there's many of these paintings that Goya did. He did a different Witch's Sabbath towards the end of his life um, in the 1820s. That just is another huge group of women and a goat in the forefront, a, a he-goat. Um, it's been called the Witch's Sabbath or the Great He-Goat. So why did he make these paintings? Many people claim that he was suffering from lead poisoning at this point in his life and also just like mental and physical distress. I think he was going deaf. He was having a very dark time. And the only reason why these paintings really exist today is because this strange duchess of Osuna, one Maria Josefa Pimentel, was a duchess in Spain and she bought a bunch of these paintings and appeared to just love them. So I don't know. I wanted. I've, <laughs> What's I tr- her story? I tried to find more about her. We should probably do a seance and try and get in touch with I her. Wanna I know, think that's a great idea. Because I want to know what this duchess was about thinking about yeah yeah and we should try and contact she her. loved these paintings and i'm thinking maybe she was just like a, a freaky babe maybe she just was into the real freaky deaky shit mm-hmm. but regardless she did at least kick our boy goya a couple of uh, gold coins or two for his <laughs> freaky sad paintings um <laughs> depicting babies being eaten and goats and women just sucking the blood out of babies and it's dark shit dude (laughs) so it's but it's so good like it's so so interesting to look at and it seems so into it it seems that goya definitely painted these works almost like satirical yeah um to poke at people's superstitions um to really like throw in the face of people who are like very afraid of witches like oh yeah you're afraid of this that no. kind of sh- yeah, yeah. Is this oh. what you're afraid of? Yeah, this oh, dog man, <laughs> dog man. Yes, <laughs> this dog man in your kitchen. What <laughs> you're afraid of? Oh, so if you've I never seen it. any of these works, you know, look up the black paintings, but specifically do a Google search, uh, Francisco de Goya witches, and yeah. you're gonna see some. You'll see some freaky shit. deaky shit. Yeah, and we'll try and put as many of them as possible on the website and probably on instagram too so check those spots but yeah goya and witches yikes yikes yikes. so we're gonna we're gonna hand it off to Jin, who's gonna talk about some waterhouse yes so the pre-raphaelites who just Maybe we'll do an episode on them at some point. We've gotten it requested multiple times. Have we? It needs to happen. Yeah. Okay. So very quickly, pre-Raphaelites, they were a bunch of British bros. Very much so. And... definition of bros. They were a brotherhood. Yep, yep, yep. They call themselves the pre-Raphaelite Brotherhood. P-R-B. So close to PBR. And they were 19th century Victorian artists who were being taught in the classical style of like Raphael, the Italian Renaissance painter, was the pinnacle of art. And they rejected that idea. So they called themselves the pre-Raphaelites and kind of a fuck you to the academic painterly standards of the time. What they I were rebels. They were rebels. They were just like these privileged white British guys that were just going against the system. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly who they were. <sighs> Anyways, so in their art, 
they took a lot of subjects from theology, mythology, medieval legend, and poetry. And in particular, I think it's really interesting that a lot of them were very intrigued by witches. Again, it's a group of dudes who were in a cool, mystical, romantic shit, but they were also into the idea of dangerous, destructive, yet I burped when I said destructive. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, that was unfortunate. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, pre raphaelites group of dudes into some cool, mystical, romantic shit. But they were also really into the idea of dangerous, destructive, yet seductive women. So you see a lot of imagery of women from mythology and legend who were like considered like very sexual and attractive, but also like caused problems. So this was like a very common theme for them. So like the trope of the sexy woman who is powerful but deemed kind of dangerous because of that combination of power and attractiveness is what led into this theme of depicting witches a lot. And obviously there are a lot of witches from mythology and legend. Before I get into John William Waterhouse, who is a pre-Raphaelite, well was, he's long dead, (laughs) pre-Raphaelite painter, I want to talk about Circe real quick, and this is connecting back to Hecate. 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 Shouts out Hecate. So Circe is one of my, just like really one of my favorite figures from mythology. Circe was the daughter of Helios, who was one of the Titans. And the Titans were the sort of race, I guess, for lack of a better word, of gods that were overthrown by the Olympians, led by Big Daddy Zeus. Right. Right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think the Titans were also Zeus's kids, but they were like, uh, like... Titans came first. So the Titans were like the originals. Mm-hmm. And then one of the Titans, I think Kronos, his kids were like Zeus, Hades, and some others. And Zeus is the one who killed his dad by cutting off his testicles. Ah. Throwing them into the sea. Mm-hmm. And then you got... Roughly. Venus. Aphrodite. Venus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greek and Roman mythology is wild, my dudes. I love Anyways, it. so Circe is the daughter of Helios, and... Got it. It, it depends on when you're reading but she's either the daughter she's definitely the daughter of him and her mom is either a nymph or hecate hecate Ah. hecate 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 so because of that cersei is a witch she's a goddess and a witch and her powers are so tremendous that Zeus is threatened by her and he exiles her to an island where she lives in exile by herself Pretty much. And she's most commonly known from the Odyssey. So when Odysseus is like on all his like trials and tribulations sailing around him and his crew go to her island. And he tur- she turns most of his men into pigs. And it's a really interesting like depiction of her throughout mythology because she's like 
very powerful but also kind of like lovelorn and desperate and just like wants these men to like stay with her and uses her magical powers to like keep them chained to her but I read a really really good book about her recently called Cersei which is I put it in the sources it's a beautiful book everyone should read it which takes an interesting spin on her story but um I'm losing it (laughs) <laughs> sorry it's like <laughs> you got this you got this oh god where are the sources where do they go <laughs> fucking it. dear god where are the sources <laughs> oh my god. okay it's simply called Cersei by Madeline Miller and it came out this year in 2019 and it's really it's fiction but it draws so much from mythology and it's just like a beautiful story and it kind of like reclaims her narrative but who was also really into Cersei <laughs> was good old John. Oh, Johnny boy. John William Waterhouse. <laughs> and I, I read an article that said that part of why he liked Cersei and like a lot of mythologies because his last name was Waterhouse. So he felt connected to water. And I was like, where's the, huh? Wait, is there a source for that? Did he write that <laughs> in a letter to a friend? Like <laughs> that's, a, that's a stretch. <laughs> Did he admit that stretch. when he was drunk one time? Yeah, that's, that's I, it just, you know, so JWW. Uh, was born in Rome, actually, in 1849, but he was British. His parents were British, and he didn't live in Rome for that long. And um, he became really drawn to the Pre-Raphaelite Brotherhood in particular and adopted the subject matter of women from ancient Greek mythology and Arthurian, Arthurian legend. Arthurian legend. Yep, like King Arthur. Exactly. And he himself, as an artist, is kind of a mysterious dude. He doesn't have any remaining correspondences, but we know that he was interested in mythology, legend, and he was enchanted by the beauty of women. Oh, so original. (laughs) Sorry, maybe he was a nice man. I don't know. So JWW was enchanted by the beauty of women, as was honestly fairly common in this time period, there's this tendency to like deify women mm-hmm. while another part was very frightened by their spiritual and sexual power. Power. Yes, yes, yes. You know? So along those lines, Cersei was kind of this perfect subject matter for him. And I want to talk about three paintings he did in particular because he did three different paintings of Cersei and each one she has different hair colors so that's fun and uh, the first one is Cersei offering the cup to Ulysses which is the Roman name for Odysseus and she's got this like wide flat goblet of a potion and in the other hand she's got a sword like a very thin kind of elegant dagger type deal and to the right at the bottom of her feet is a pig or a hog that's supposed to be one of his <laughs> a hog if you will <laughs> okay so- <laughs> see I'm starting to rub off on Jitty <laughs> see some may call it a hog <laughs> swine <laughs> Or swine, or boar, <laughs> depending on your locale uh, and the level of veracity of the animal. Um, 
So the fucking pig is down by her feet, which is supposed to represent one of his crew members that she already turned into a pig. Oh, my God. And you can see Odysseus in the mirror behind her, and he he looks a little wary. But Circe herself looks... I mean, she she's a babe for sure. Mm. And of course, she's dressed in this gauzy Peplos oh, toga type she attire. Looks so good. And she's got this, you know, like. Very mm. diaphanous. Oh, yes. Such a good word. See? Such a good word. I mean, you guys have been throwing out vocab like mad. I had to get one in there. Yeah. I mean, I said boar. So. <laughs> <laughs> and <said> hog. <laughs> But she's sitting on this throne. So she's clearly in a position of power and authority. And the fact that she's a witch isn't overtly clear in in terms of the other witch imagery that we've been looking at. Right, because she's like so beautiful. Right, and and, and very classical. She looks like a lady. She's effervescent. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Last time I used that word was to describe a glass of champagne. <laughs> that's a great description of a glass of champagne. Though. Thank that's you. That's a good word for that Thank situation. You so much. Thank you so good. much. And then the other image that he did of Cersei is Cersei Invidiosa. Yes. Sounds like a Harry Potter spell. It really does, yeah. And that looks like that. What's the first Harry Potter movie where they're underground and they're fighting the basilisk? Oh, yeah. That kind of looks Chamber like of that Secrets? Yeah. Ah. Yes. The Chamber of Yes. Secrets. And actually, that That's tracks because one of the legends about her was that she had a crush on the sea god named Glackhouse. Glackhouse. Like, fuck, you sucked. <laughs> like, even that name is just shitty. Clunky. And he <laughs> liked some sea nymph more than her, even though she was a goddess and a witch. Mm. And so... I hate when that happens. According to legend, she concocted a potion to turn that sea nymph into a horrible sea beast. Oh my god, look at her face. So if you so look focused. so focused. So she has this beautiful like mm-hmm. bowl of a bright green liquid and if you look at the base of her feet, she's standing on the head of a sea monster. Oh. And that's the nymph that she's turning into this sea creature. Oh my Dang. god. What a bitch. <laughs> yeah, but like <laughs> you know. What a nasty bitch. <laughs> but like if you could do that to your enemies, would you not? Yeah. And then that sea monster <laughs> I mean, hey, Jen's arm just popped up like, yeah, I'd do it. Yeah, I'd do it. What's wrong with me today? I like it. I like it. I'm in rare form. <laughs> it's so good. So once she turns the sea nymph into this horrible sea creature, the sea creature finds a little cave and it has all these tentacles and it eats a bunch of sailors. Oh. So, you know, powerful in that way. But I, I think the painting is really interesting. Just like the colors of oh, it are it's really gorgeous. I love it's these really colors. beautiful. This painting is like, I like I'm a big John William Waterhouse fan, honestly. Like I like oh, yeah. this style. Aesthetically, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. And it's but it's also it's weird enough. Like yes. I'm a big like I like weird in my art. Oh, he and was all about that. He yeah. was weird. Like yeah. he was a, a great mix of just beautiful 
pleasant, tender meets weird. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. I like it a lot. <laughs> yep. Yep. And yeah, the colors, like the colors on this image, the yeah. blues and the greens. Ugh. Beautiful. It's so good. And she's mm-hmm. so intent upon her task. Right, right. So intense. Yep. And then the final Cersei painting that he did is called The Sorceress. And here she's a redhead, which is fun. Some of like the iconography related to Cersei is she had a pet lion and a pet leopard that she just like made from her powers Mm -hmm. and she also had a weaving loom those are both in the painting and then there's this kind of like almost like alchemical setup Mm -hmm. where she's got text that's opened up and a beaker of some sort of fluid and a goblet that's overturned and she's just sitting there pensively right you know in this interior space i get very florence welch vibes dude yeah Yes. Is this Cersei? Right here. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I love about these paintings, I mean, obviously because it's Mm pre-Raphaelite and this is just just what that looks like. Yeah. 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 We have a very different type of witch. Like, yes, she's very beautiful. She's powerful. Mm -hmm. She's shown here in her like study working on her potions. Yeah. And I just I love this image of the witch being like almost like a domestic goddess yeah you know like yeah. she's mm-hmm. just in her element you know she looks like maybe she's a little bit frustrated she knocked over her goblet she's just like oh like yeah. couldn't get her couldn't get her potion right you <laughs> right? know she's gotta start over it's frustrating um, yeah i feel like waterhouse is giving us a very like human yeah it's yeah. like witch. witch it's also like witch as scientists Yes. Yes. Powerful. She's beautiful. She's very much like I don't know. You can tell he's like really into her. It's not a Goya toothless hag. Yeah, munching on a baby. Yeah, Yeah. and these images, unlike the ones, the Durers and that Hans Bold on Green, and even kind of the Goyas, like they're not sexualized. Like they're beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. But they're not meant to be this overly no, sexual no no um, at all yeah like, even the gauzy cersei um yeah in her throne it's like yeah i see like a nip but she's still very powerful yeah yes. yeah she's still like intimidating yes she's giving you that like sharp jawline mm-hmm. that's like don't fuck with me yeah boys. yeah exactly yeah and in all of these the the woman figure is she she's focused she's oh like yeah focused yes. on the work at hand yes it's very like yeah yeah it's it's kind of like the witch as scientist as alchemist yeah. as someone who's doing work yeah. definitely um, which is great because that's ultimately what it is and I think which where witchcraft came from was women being curious and doing interesting work. (laughs) Yes. Honestly I love that you brought in Waterhouse because Waterhouse is really giving us a more like humanistic definitely and I love that. And that's one thing that was really interesting about the pre-Raphaelites is for the time period, even though at first glance a lot of their images seem like, oh, they're just beautiful women, Mm -hmm. they were depicting women in a way that was much more human and like much more centered to women like female experiences. Yeah, there was a brain behind those eyes. Exactly. There was 
like a connection to female experiences. The pre-Raphaelite Brotherhood hung out with females. And yeah. Like they were yeah. a little bit more, bit more advanced in that mm-hmm. in that way. And, and they sought to really depict actual female experiences. And I think, yeah, the images you picked, Jen, were, are just great examples of of yeah depicting the witch as a woman yes in a space doing powerful shit exactly and like with cersei like she was on an island she was totally like self-sustaining so it was very much her own domain and her own little mini kingdom and i think waterhouse really captures that quite effectively in his paintings of her oh yeah and it helps too that you know she wasn't just a witch she was a goddess and a witch so it's like mm-hmm. a little bit different than yeah. just the standard like witch yeah. but um <laughs> it's a witch <laughs> it's a witch yeah burn her burn her <laughs> Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I love these images. These yeah. were these are a great addition. To, very good to this. Very good, very good work. Thank you so much. Well Thank um, you. Let's take another quick break, and then Nat's got some fun contemporary stuff to talk about that I'm very excited about. We are back. Oh, man. This super jam-packed witches episode. There's just too much. There's really too much. Literally. There truly is. We're barely scratching the surface. I know. I I always get really overwhelmed when it comes to these kinds of episodes. These super thematic ones, yeah. You could go so many directions. Like, you really could. And we also have such a love for witches. Mm -hmm. Love them. Love them. There's just so much to talk about. But Nat has some really fun contemporary art examples and just like contemporary witches and some fun things. (laughs) She's also very tired. (laughs) So she's she's been uh, my best been being a trooper. And now she's going to share some some witchy stuff with us. Yeah. All right. Modern day witches. So we talked about how. A lot of witchcraft is rooted in the persecution of witches in patriarchal societies and how that stems from like fear of women and fear of female power, Mm. you know, things such as women taking away fertility and other myths that were circulated in order to spread fear about possible witches and what they could do to ruin men's lives. So historians estimate that 100,000 people, mainly women, were accused of witchcraft over a 300-year period, and more than 35,000 were tortured and executed, which is wild. Mm. So that's what we're kind of like going into all of this with is 35,000 tortured and executed women accused of witchcraft. I also... I mean, I just feel like this is the right place to bring this up, and I wanted to bring this up, and I forgot to, is that there is continued persecution of witches in certain countries, including Tanzania mm. and Gambia. So stop um, it. That's a thing that like still happens today. Mm. Is Makes um, sense. yeah, the persecution, yeah, treating 
people or like sometimes there's I don't know much about it, but there's persecution of which children. So while we're lucky enough to live in a society where it seems very archaic, it is actually something that still happens today. And yeah. It's very important to remember that. Right. Um, not to cut you off. I just felt like we needed to get that. Like, well, and like the attitudes are still so prevalent. Like mm-hmm. this is the groundwork for in the United States, what we're dealing with. But yeah. Um, and it's a big bummer. Very big bummer. So in the 1960s, there was an American women's liberation group called Witch, an acronym. That stood for Women's International Terrorist Conspiracy from Hell. Which, nice. Yeah, pretty badass name. So they drew on Wiccan practices for political stunts, and they would dress as, you know, stereotypical witches, so like black, pointy hats, depending. And they would put hexes on Wall Street or mm. other powerful political institutions. And I have one of their hexes here from 1969. Nice. It says... Double bubble, war and rubble. When you mess with women, you'll be in trouble. Ooh. We're convicted of murder if abortion is planned. Convicted of conspiracy if we fight for our rights. And burned at the stakes when we stand up to fight. <sighs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, I feel like that needed to be like screamed. But <laughs> well, if someone else wants to scream, no, then by all means, please. You know what? We're not going to scream. We don't. <laughs> it's... It's currently one in the morning. So let's <laughs> it's the scream. middle of the night. My sweet fair. roommate's sleeping. <laughs> She's Next a lovely person. Yeah, we don't want to. We, we won't scream. I think that today, if someone were to do this to President Donald Trump, I think he would shit his pants. I think it would really scare him. Oh, I feel like he's afraid of witches for real. There have yes. been hexes. I was going to say. Donald but Trump. has it been like in a public way? Yeah. Well. I missed it. <laughs> yeah. So Do it again. <laughs> yeah. There have been a, like a, quite a few witches, I yeah, think, to publicly. No, they've done hex. like binding Yeah, like spells binding spells. I've heard of the binding spell. There's just been a lot of witches. And obviously, we have the power of social media now. So, yeah, there was a. There was like a communal, like, witches against Trump unite, kind of like, let's hex Trump. And then it was like controversial, like, should we be doing this publicly? Is it something Mm -hmm. like among the witch community people were talking about? I was not involved in that conversation. So don't think that that's where I'm coming from. But (laughs) but it was a thing. I listen to podcasts with witches. So I feel like I, I have a little insider knowledge. So in 2015, though, a group started up again in Chicago, and this is a performance collective called WITCH, and they took out, like, the acronym part. They just go, like, all capital letters, WITCH. But they are inspired by the original Women's Liberation Group, and they use performance as a ritual to protest. So it's kind of just these layering of ideas which make a lot of sense. I mean, performance and ritual, there's a lot of overlap there. Mm-hmm. And obviously that all ties into witchcraft. Also, kind of starting in the 60s, we have some female artists reclaiming the identity and like the visual identity of the witch. So our gal, Cindy Sherman, Mm -hmm. is one of those ladies kind of reappropriating the image of the witch. And she has Witch in a Wood from 1986, which is a photograph of Cindy Sherman herself sitting in the woods with this big movie theater style nose. Or not movie theater style, movie... um, makeup like nose Mm -hmm. what's that called prosthetic yes Mm -hmm. a prosthetic nose so 
kind of very stereotypical. We're in a wood. It's dark. She's got this big witch nose. So kind of leaning into that trope of the hag. Mm-hmm. And you see that a lot with feminist artists trying to reclaim the look as they either lean into the hag or the seductress. And Kiki Smith also played up the witch trope with her Out of the Woods series, which is a series of prints of her dressed as a witch and then they're photoshopped to be distorted so that her head looks really big, her hands look really small. She's very almost animated looking. She's got small hands. Small little hands <laughs> and feet. has done a lot of cool, creepy stuff. Because we talk about that on the Banshees episode, too. She's, like, played with a lot yeah. of cool, mm-hmm. like, female-centered, spooky archetypes, for sure. And where Cindy Sherman is a little bit more of, like, a identity character artist who seems to like to wear these different identities, Kiki Smith, I think, identifies as a witch a oh, lot more. Oh, and, like, practice. Like yeah. has practices that she participates. So this is this work is very costumey. Like she's obviously doing something different than like actual witchcraft or dealing with the actual practices of witchcraft. She's playing with like the trope of the witch, mm-hmm. but it's still interesting. Um, what a cute little witch she is. I know. <laughs> like look at her. Like I love. I just. And the series is supposed to, (laughs) it's supposed to be based on the five senses. So there's five of these prints. They each have a different little message underneath. And she kind of looks like varying degrees of like frightened and frightening. Like she's doing both. It's kind of goofy and cutesy. And she has this other series, Sleeping Witch, which is a series of photographs. Love this one. (laughs) Yeah. Her as, it's kind of like the Sleeping Beauty story, but she's playing a, like a mix of both characters like she's the witch but she's also looks like poisoned herself maybe by Mm -hmm. mistake (laughs) she's holding a whole spilled bushel of poison apples she's passed the fuck out Mm -hmm. in the woods and yeah you're kind of left to wonder what happened and the all the photographs are from different angles some are like cropped to show like just an apple or you know different aspects of the scene but they kind of have this weird like there's some movement going on there while also obviously showing a singular moment, but you kind of get a sense she fell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's this great quote that I found for her that I have always thought of myself as the crone, <laughs> which <laughs> just sums up why she keeps probably coming back yeah. to this character. And then I just wanted to wrap up the episode talking about contemporary witch culture, which Corey mentioned heavily takes place on Instagram these days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, social media. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's on Tumblr, too. But yeah. Lots oh, of, yeah. Yeah. Lots of social media witch culture, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's been a resurgence, for sure. Oh, in the yes. last, makes sense. Like, Undeniable. Know, like the 90s, Undeniable. Yeah. I would say, is when... I think, too, part of the resurgence has to do with our current demographic like millennials and younger like we grew up in the 90s and there was all these like yeah there's like the craft and there's like Buffy yeah the vampire sabrina Slayer. sabrina there was all these like matilda charmed. even matilda. i loved matilda whose life wasn't shaped by matilda like the little girl who was smart but magical and yeah. like her stepdad was danny devito and rhea <laughs> perlman was her stepmom yeah. it was scary and so it's just there were all <laughs> All these 
all these stories in the 90s about witches and they were heavily related to female power like yes. when you look back on them that's what yeah. they were about that's what the stories were about mm-hmm. and and i think that is part of our collective consciousness too. Yes. so now yeah we're in this place in time where shit's crazy and we're understanding marginalization and disenfranchisement and that's bringing that thing that was like a seed in us and i think that there's also just like a general disillusionment with the institutionalized forms of knowledge that has let us down we're all drowning in student Mm -hmm. loan debt um (laughs) our government which has been taught to us to be this like un fallible monolithic authority is like a circus so it's almost like well you know these traditionally male dominated spheres of knowledge are bullshit so maybe we're looking towards different forms of knowledges today looking back to see what our sisters were up to Looking at some tarot, <laughs> looking at some astrology, um, and I just, I think that is, in a way, just like a break. It's just taking a break from what is mainstream and, and working on finding different ways of acquiring knowledge. Word. And I, Definitely. I think that it can be fun. I think that it gives a lot of people a feeling of security. I think it's also uh, easily co-opted. So just to differentiate, if you've ever seen this, like magic spelled with a CK at the end, it's used to differentiate the difference between magic that a lot of women use for witchcraft or people use for witchcraft and then magic like we would think in like Vegas, like Job from Arrested Development with like trickery and yeah. illusion illusion yeah which is you know an important differentiation especially if you are a practicing witch oh i was wondering what that note meant i was like like joe <laughs> yeah. yes. i think like the bible <laughs> no arrested development oh my god uh, that's great no. <laughs> So last year in 2018, uh, Sephora worked with this what? company. Yeah, just you wait. Oh God, Jin is intrigued. <laughs> you haven't? You didn't hear about this? No. Okay, this oh company boy. called Pinrose, and they came up with a starter witch kit. <gasps> so, <laughs> in this kit, um, oh God, you could purchase a deck of tarot cards with mm. matching eyeshadow <laughs> kind of. pretty much yeah. uh, <laughs> a bundle of white sage sure. a, a rose quartz mm-hmm. crystal yeah and a bunch of perfumes whoa yeah here's a <laughs> i don't even know <laughs> i don't even know how i feel about that oh witches were pissed <laughs> yeah, yeah. a lot of controversy yeah well, I mean, this is just so tacky. It's like, very. Uh, you know, like. This reminds me of something that would have come out when we were kids. It's honestly what shocks me. Yeah, yeah. This no, looks yeah. very like they were going for a 90s aesthetic. Clearly. Oh, oh very much so. Um, yeah. Because this looks like something I would have gotten as like a Christmas present when I was eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of issues with this. First of all, calling just pure fragrance, that's, I'm guessing, synthetic. Anointed oils. Treating fragrance as anointed oils is not... That's not it. Cool. Not the same thing. Um, (laughs) Jenny just pulled out her rose quartz. (laughs) It is sitting atop her knee right now. I mean, and also let's this just is look real. at how real yours looks compared to that. This is yeah. magic with a K. <laughs> <laughs> That's magic with just a C. That's pretty good. Nailed it. Oh, man. It really is just, it's cringy. It's its pretty cringy. I mean, they uh, pulled them off the shelves pretty quickly, I think, <laughs> with all the backlash. So. <laughs> that is so funny. Smart of them to listen. Because, yeah, it's just pure capitalism taking advantage of a moment. And while, yeah, all these things are sold separate. Like, you can get tarot cards easily. You can get crystals, all these things. But there's something a little especially gross when it's packaged up like that and put in a store like Sephora. I'm a witch. I'm a witch. Oh, man. No, it's, yeah, it was just a silly move on their part i mean yeah i mean i'm sure there was a handful of young witches that found it like a a nice little starter point but yeah but yeah just a weird slash inevitable move by capitalism for sure absolutely and then the fact that you pointed out nat that it was even like in the packaging it's made to look like something that we would have bought like as children mm-hmm. in the 90s yeah. is just further proof that this is obviously marketed towards millennials to capitalize on our nostalgia. inner nostalgia yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just jump on a, jumping on the gravy train and one of the critics that we were Corey and i were watching a video of earlier was really bothered by the fact that they didn't take the time to hire someone who identifies as a witch and like use someone with actual knowledge mm-hmm. and i've heard this argument a few times but like I don't know that that works they tried to do that for that Dior campaign with Johnny Depp that he just did oh that shit is so weird it's so bad they hired they they hired actual like Native American organizations and like professionals to help them like make it okay and it still wasn't like the companies are they have the money they have the control I don't think they're actually He's not acknowledged by any tribe, no. that's for sure. Oh, it's all really gross. You can find a bunch of articles about it. It was all in poor taste and like oh. the, the the perfume was called like like they say like savage, but it's savage. Oh my yeah. god. No, truly. Are you it's, fucking kidding it's me? It's all bad. Savage. Are like, you fucking kidding me? Like that's ridiculous. And they hired professionals and worked with them so i'm just saying i think when it comes to capitalism (laughs) they have an idea of what they're doing they they're not gonna stop their plan oh my god you know what i mean until there's like maybe national outcry and then they'll and then they they back back. off they're like oh that didn't work yeah (laughs) yeah so while i think that's a good concept it's like i haven't seen it really work in practice yet so no word skeptical to say the least. Yeah, and also, I mean, like, what I talked about when we were talking about it earlier, too, at least, I don't know, like, I... <laughs> I don't even know what I'm laughing at. Oh, I'm delirious. <laughs> Late. Um, 
I don't know. I consider myself to be in like the kind of witch community, like witchcraft adjacent. Like I mm, I do spells yeah. and have my own little approach to it. And the thing that's cool about witchcraft and is cool about a lot of people in the witch community is that it's this very personal thing, yeah. right? Like you can do tarot cards, you can get into crystals, you can, yeah. you can learn all these different things. You connect with nature, like there's different you know, candles and elements of nature yeah. to like work into your practice and stuff. But it's such this personal spiritual practice that the idea of like having a kit, like that's, yeah, yeah that's a fair assessment because you'd never have like a Catholicism starter kit. Like you'd never have like a, no. you know, this is your, your starter kit to Judaism. Like yeah. you'd never have yeah. that for any other spiritual yeah. approach because it's such a personal thing Yes, that it's just, it's just a weird move. Well, and it's just a fine line. Like, I feel like there are a lot of young entrepreneurial witches right now who are doing things like writing books or making their own tarot decks or like... Or creating social media, like following. They're creating resources of information for people who are interested in this. But just be aware of where you're getting this stuff and like... Maybe there are like legit starter kits, but it's probably something a lot smaller scale and made on a personal level from someone who's like actually interacting. Yeah. So like there are things out there. Just watch out for like the big capitalism, like yeah. commercial aspect of it and just pay attention where you're getting your information. If you want it to be legit, go to legit sources. Also put your heart into it. If you're really feeling like you want to be spiritual, you want to be witchy, you are inspired by a tradition of witchcraft, every single object has to have meaning. Yeah. You don't just buy a kit that has a random quartz that someone dropped in it. Like if you've ever been to a crystal shop, you got to pick them all up and hold them and smell them and move them around. Feel connected to them. And if you don't, you put it back. Like I have driven boyfriends crazy of just staring at rocks. They're like, they're all the same. I'm like, you shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. You just, you have to put your heart into it. Otherwise don't bother. Yeah, no, exactly. Like I just bought a new amethyst cluster recently and I like look I held like all of them in the little bin and I was like no this is the one like this is my amethyst cluster it's true and that's also part of the fun of it is like you exactly. get to have this Same relationship with, yeah. with your witchcraft or spiritual practice or whatever which is like really dope but yeah but yeah it, I mean ultimately we also are very lucky to live in a time of like social media where there are infinite resources and like some really amazing Instagram accounts or Twitter accounts. You just have to find, yeah, the right which like guru. guru. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we'll recommend like we're we're now close personal friends with Aliza Kelly. <laughs> She's our girl. She's so nice. if you need somewhere to start, I would go to her first. But yeah, that's I mean, that's part of the fun is finding mm-hmm. people who resonate with things that matter to you and mm-hmm. finding your personal power there. Have you been to the Fort Mason Crystal Festival? Or I haven't. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. The convention they yes. do? Yes. I've been oh. meaning to. And I just, yeah, I, I feel like we've my talked mind. about that like, like multiple so times. A couple cool. of years in a row we've been like, we've been we, like we have go, to go. And yeah. we never go. <laughs> Dang it. Well, if we've got any listeners that have been, tell us about your crystal fair 
experiences. How many people in hoods did you see? Hoods and capes. Oh God, I hope you saw a lot. Like four. Did you see a gigantic so crystal? many capes? How big oh my God, was yes, it? yes. You- they had like the crazy ones that are like freestanding that rich people put Whoa. in the front of their cabins. That's amazing. I would steal it. I mean, if I could have, <laughs> if it wasn't five times I my body weight, I would have. that crystal. <laughs> Maybe that's why people wore the cape so they could just like hide shit in their capes. Yeah. <gasps> How many crystals can you jack? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this episode has I mean, gone on. One of the one of the main rules of witchcraft, though, Corey's is not that done. denied. <laughs> denied because one of the main rules of witchcraft is anything that you put out there comes back in threes. So yeah. if you're stealing your crystals, that's not going to come. So back. you're going to get three crystals <laughs> for no. each crystal that no. you steal. No. You'll get three. If you steal a crystal, you're going to have. Jen's working with some really powerful witchcraft here. No. Don't Every crystal you steal, you can. I'm more. I'm casting a scammer spell, a reversal spell. <laughs> um, no, that's not how it works. But no, yeah, no, so no, that's no. you gotta be careful with the spells you cast. Like careful, gotta be careful with it. We've all we've seen, seen the craft. We've seen the craft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh, think about it before we bounce. Listener mail, we gotta do it. You want to read this, Jenny? Oh God, this okay. one's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> we got another cute one. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Jenny. Sorry, I'm so congested. <laughs> oh, baby. Um, we're all having a hard time. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've just finished rather appropriately listening to the thesis episode on craft and morality. Ooh. It's an old one, I know. But I can't. Ooh. But it came as a sign that I really have to send this email. That is in all caps. <laughs> For the past 18 months, I've been stuck in a factory. Whoa. I'm a dressmaker. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> do you want me to do it, Jen? You got this it? This is so good, though. You're making this person sound like an 80-year-old, like, one of the first factory workers. No, this is great. No, this is so good. Okay. Whew. All right. Second paragraph. Okay. Starting. <laughs> sorry, Bobby. <laughs> All of this is staying in because I'm going to be way too tired to cut this out by the time I get here. (laughs) She's like prepping. (laughs) You got this, girl. You got this. (laughs) For the past 18. (laughs) (laughs) Two hours and 24 minutes, guys. It's going to be so good. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> yeah, when it comes out next year, I don't think we can do a listener mail. Tonight. No, we're gonna get no, through it. We I'm have gonna, to. I'm doing this. We I'm doing this. Do I'm doing this. Do you remember last year in Art and Murder when I couldn't say that date? <laughs> February. No, you said September. September. Okay, it. For the past 18 months, I have been stuck in a factory. I'm a dressmaker by trade, but due to the unfortunate set of circumstances, I found myself stuck in a cold factory, listening to the same radio play the same songs for nine hours a day. Are you okay, Sewing girl? only plain lines. I happened upon your podcast by accident, and I had forgotten how much I loved studying art history at school. After a few months in a particularly grueling winter, I'm in New Zealand. Oh, I signed up to do one paper at university, and now I've been talked into doing a postgraduate diploma in art curatorship. What? And finally, last week, I quit my job. Yes. Hell yeah. I'm not in panic mode yet. 
I've got a bunch of clothes to fix and some part-time work and bar stuff, so I won't starve, but I really have to let you know how much this podcast helped me. For years, I've been kind of down on myself because the only thing I can do is make. Seriously, it's the only thing I have confidence in. I can knit, embroider, bead, tailor, and do sportswear. Wow, that's amazing. Pretty amazing. And it's hard in this very small place to get paid work doing this, but listening to you guys acted as the push I needed to follow my dreams and work my way into the paid art world. Listening to you guys talk about the ethos of the arts and craft movement brought a tear to my eye because I don't know how many people can understand the soul-crushing nature of peace work until they've done it until they've cried <laughs> I have and I never will again hit me up if you ever want some stuff I can't really donate or post anything heavy fair but if you want any kind of embroidered merch I think someone said something about a Yoko Ono quote on a t-shirt I would happily do this as I genuinely feel you have impacted my mental health Ugh, loves ya Bobby. P.S. Check out Rita Angus and Kushana Bush, two kick-ass New Zealand painters who do beautiful work. Bobby, bless you. Bless your heart. Thank you, Bobby. Bless those fingers doing all that work. So talented. I'm so excited for you to get out of that cold dingy factory that at first horrid. i was like is i this thought person you were kidnapped i thought you were a message from the past like industrial era <laughs> france or maybe new york <laughs> a 10 year old at the looms <laughs> they hired you because of your small hands <laughs> oh, oh that's no, beautiful it though. Really bobby congratulations though, like that like oh man congratulations the fact that we could influence anyone to take any positive step is just like the most heartwarming thing like i Corey's gonna cry i'm gonna cry again like (laughs) i seriously like i'm just yeah i'm so happy for you and i'm glad you're moving in a better direction or a direction that you're more interested in kudos for all the hard work it sounds like you've been doing you just sound like an amazing, talented person. Congratulations, keep, Bobby. Yeah, keep going. You're doing keep going. Really well. Embroidered t shirts are so cool, too. They I know. Really I kind of want to take you up on that. They yeah. really are. So thank you so much for reaching out to us. Thank you for listening. And yeah, keep us keep us posted. Thank you for We love you to too. This episode. This You're great. long, long, long episode. Witches, bitches. I'm going to fucking bed. Oh, the new thing we gotta it the the thing, because you know it's like hot girl summer was a thing. It's witch bitch autumn. Oh, is the, is oh the next yes, thing. that's we're here. We're, we're here. We're in witch bitch autumn. I've been waiting right to know what our next thing is. So <laughs> I'm so relieved. <laughs> Natalie, you sound so relieved. <laughs> well, With thank that, you for listening. We um, bid you adieu. I hope you learned a lot about witches, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. Bye. Bye. Like that would have to be me, but it, I knew it wasn't. <laughs> I didn't feel it exit my body. <laughs>
Is that on? Is that on the episode? Can you hear me? <laughs> no, it's probably just me being like, oh. <laughs> Finally, someone else fucking farted. <laughs> I've only been waiting for this for four years. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.